Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. I thought I was ready. I'd been learning these magic tricks and uh, I thought it was time for an audience. So the other morning at breakfast, I whipped out my cards and I was ready to wow Father Cam. And um, honestly, within about 20 seconds, I'd messed the whole thing up. Important little lesson for me that uh, anything worthwhile in life generally requires lots of good practice, right? So time for me to practice my magic a little bit more. You know, this principle is also very, very true in the spiritual life. If we want to put Jesus at the centre of our lives, as we've been reflecting on over these weeks, and if we want to access all the gifts that God makes available to us, then we need to practice certain disciplines. And we've been reflecting on those over the past few weeks, haven't we? We started talking about the, the practice of community. And we spoke about the practice of prayer. Last week we spoke about the practice of discipleship. Today we're going to be talking about the practice of worship, which is again picking up on that theme of prayer, but but worship is a very particular, very specific way of praying, uh, a a way that is is, uh, vital if we want to live a genuine spiritual life. If you were only going to listen to one homily in your lifetime, I would suggest that this may be the one, not because it's a brilliant homily, but because all Christian teaching in some way points to what we worship. You know, what is at the centre of your life, what is driving your life now has something to do with what you worship. What I want to argue tonight is that we all worship something. Worship is not just a religious word. It's not just a Christian word. It's a word that actually comes from an old English word, which means worth. So so to worship is simply the act of putting your worth in something or in someone. I'm not sure what that something or someone could be for you right now. The truth is that we're often not really conscious of what we're worshipping or who we're worshipping. But the way that you find out is by noticing where you spend most of your time, your energy and your resources. That's normally a pretty good clue as to what you're worshipping. We all probably have something in our life and we think to ourselves, as long as I've got that thing, I'll be okay. That's another clue as to what you might be worshipping. Jesus said it like this, whatever, or wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That is what you are worshipping. That's where you place your greatest value. Thomas Merton, uh, many of you I'm sure would be familiar with, he was uh, a monk, a writer, had a a deep insight into the spiritual life. But before he became a monk, he was fairly engrossed in the world. He, he, had, he was, I think, a fairly late vocation. Uh, and he says that 
All of our worship generally falls within the following four categories. We either worship wealth, power, pleasure, or honour. Wealth, power, pleasure, or honour. I would think that most of us would probably agree with that observation. Most of us would recognise that we too are tempted to kind of go after those things, are we not? But it seems to me that there are also other many, um, many other hidden objects or, or things that can capture our hearts. For example, sometimes we can get so caught up in our pain, in our disappointments, in our resentments, in our failures, that they too, in, in a funny way, can also become the object of our worship. We can focus on them so much that we... It's funny, I know, but we, we put value on those kinds of things. See, there's, there's so much going on in our life that can kind of uh, tear our hearts in many different directions, and that's why Christian worship is so important and so powerful See, when we're worshipping God, what we're doing is we're transferring our ultimate value from all those other things onto the one thing, which is God. Christian worship is all about going from the many to the one. Worship is all about pursuing the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. And the way that we do that the way that we worship God is by taking time to recognise and to honour God for who God is. That's worship. Recognising that God is the origin and the source of all that is good and true and beautiful. Recognising that it's God who gives us everything that we have. As brilliant as we think we are, <laughs> as much as we think we make things happen in our life, when we worship God, we recognise that, God, everything is your gift to me. So often when we relate to one another, we, we don't realise we do this, I don't think, most of the time, but, but we can treat each other as kind of an object, can't we? We, we relate to people thinking, oh, what are they going to do for me? What can I get from them? How can they meet my needs? But worship is different. You see, when we're worshipping, it ceases to be about us. Worship is about looking to God just because God is truly worthy of our attention and our honour and ultimately our trust. And there is something incredibly liberating when we can relate to God in this way. Now, I know that I just said that we don't worship because of what we get out of it, Right? But the reality is that when we worship God, we will always, always, always get something out of it. And that's the message of Jesus today in the gospel. He gives us this image of the vine and the branches. He says, I am the true vine. And what I want to suggest he's saying really is that I am the only fitting object of your worship. As a branch cannot bear fruit all by itself, neither can you unless you remain in me, unless you worship me, unless you attach your heart, your value to me. Cut off from me, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me, 
you will bear fruit in plenty. What does Jesus mean by bear fruit in plenty? Well, he's, what he's saying is that you will become what is only possible to become in God. We're really getting to the underlying message of the Bible here today. What you worship really, really matters because it becomes the source of your life, the source of your existence, the source of your hope, the source of your happiness. Jesus is saying here in this image that when we attach ourselves to him, when we worship him, he becomes our source. He lives in us. He lives through us. But when we attach ourselves to anything but God, we cut ourselves off from a very source of life. And, and we're ultimately setting ourselves up for failure. Pope Francis said that when we aren't worshipping God, we lose our whole direction in life because inevitably what happens is we start to worship ourselves. Now, I'm conscious that there are some here that are probably really struggling with this whole idea of worship. Maybe it's just really foreign to you. You just, you know, you, you can't quite, I don't know. It's, it's, you're not excited by this idea of worship. <laughs> Maybe you've been worshipping other things for so long that you can't bear the idea of letting that stuff go and putting God first. Or maybe you've been relying on yourself for so long that the thought of relying on God is just too terrifying for you. Or maybe you just don't feel any connection with God. Maybe you just don't trust God and you just you think, oh, what's the point? I can't. Why would I worship him? Why would I put my ultimate value in someone I can't trust? Or maybe you're so conscious of your weakness and your failures, that even the idea of worshipping God makes you feel like a hypocrite. If that's you, I just want you to know that's perfectly okay if that's where you're at. There are many reasons why we f might find the practice of worship difficult, but the good news is that we can worship anyway. We can worship anyway. And God is constantly saying through his word, just come to me as you are. Come to me from wherever you are. Worship me, whatever's going on in your life. Makes me think of that Catholic hymn, uh, Come as you are, that's how I want you. Worship starts with a decision of faith. A decision to engage in the practice of worship, whether that be singing songs, bowing in reverence. We do that as a lot as Catholics, don't we? We use our bodies to worship God. Maybe it's reading God's word or praying prayers or just sitting with God in silence. See, worship is a practice. Worship is something that we do. And, and when we keep doing the practice of worship, even if we don't feel like it, as we, as we keep doing it, we'll notice that over time we develop heart of worship. We'll notice that, that, that our heart starts to recognise more and more the goodness of God in the midst of our daily lives we'll notice that our heart wants to put God at the centre of all we do. We'll notice this desire to make our whole life an act of worship. I want to finish by saying something about our corporate worship here today, especially as we worship around the Lord's table. And 
I think I've saved the best for last. So if you've fallen asleep, kind of just rouse yourself for a moment. You see, we're about to worship God in the best possible way we can as humans. We, 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 are, we are weak and we are sinful and so there is, there is no way that we are able to give God the, the, the honour that God is worthy of. We, we just can't. But there is someone who can, isn't there? Who is that person? Jesus. That's what's happening at Eucharist. Jesus is offering fitting worship to the Father through his perfect sacrifice. And, and as we pray and as we receive the Eucharist, what is actually happening is we're, we're joining ourselves with his perfect offering to the Father. That's why we say through him, with him, in him, or the priest says, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We're saying through Jesus we're able to give God the worship that God is really worthy of. You see how powerful this whole thing is? <laughs> now, for those at home, I know that some of you haven't been able to come back to corporate worship because your health is compromised and you're a bit afraid and that's perfectly okay and understandable. But, but if, if you haven't come back home here because perhaps you're just comfortable at home, I, I want to urge you to, to come back. You see, Eucharist is not just the praying of the prayers, but it's the partaking. It's the eating. That's why we go to all the trouble to take Eucharist to the sick and to those who are in aged care. You see, it's, it's, it's through the eating that we give worship to God that is truly fitting. That's how we attach ourselves to the vine in the deepest, most profound and most life-giving way. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.